Good morning. I was sort of a story of a young man who had kind of a rough life. He was kind of like a, he was a, a gang member. He did drugs. Think of any, anything he, he did it. And this man dies and goes, and goes, to, his, goes to the door of heaven. So St. Peter comes to him and says, let me give you a tour of heaven. So St. Peter takes him on the tour of heaven. So then he sees different clocks on, on the walls of heaven. He asked St. Peter, what are those clocks? He said, well, every person has a clock. So when you sin, the clock ticks. So okay. So as he's moving around, he sees the clock of Mother Teresa barely moving. He sees that of John Paul barely moving, Billy Graham barely moving. He looks to him and says, can I see mine? Peter says, you wouldn't like to do that. He said, no, I sure I want to see my clock. He said, well, we keep yours in our office. We use it as a fan. <laughs> All of us, we know that this Sunday, particularly, we reflect upon our sinfulness when we fall and God's divine mercy and love. That in life, we all go through that cycle. Today we fall, another day we rise up. But what brings us to that element of seeing God as a merciful, loving God and ourselves, our constant failing? It's true that in the readings today, in the first reading, God tells Moses, hey, go down the mountain because your people have sinned. Now God is disowning us Say, saying Moses, there now your people with, with sin. But Moses pleads to God and say, these are your people. Remember your promises. Now most of you remember in the old way of teaching how all of us, we grew up with this image of a vengeful God. A God who was there to strike us in the Old Testament. I think if you're taught by nuns, this is very clear to you because this emphasizes that all the time. But we see in the same reading, this God who's ready to slaughter the Israelites for sinning, after Moses' intercession, he turns into a merciful, forgiving God. He says, because of my promise, I'll forgive them. But this brings us to, uh, to Psalm 130, verse three. Psalm 130, verse three says, if you should keep the account of our sins, no one will survive. He says, if you should keep a record of our sins, no one will survive because we all fail. But what we find in God, God is all loving, just, but also merciful. That's why in the gospel today, what does Jesus say? Jesus gives us three different parables expressing two things. They have three things in common. There is losing, there is searching, and finding. And the end, there is also celebrating and rejoicing. The parable I want to begin with is a, is a parable of the sheep. Those of you, most of you here in the U.S. are not shepherds, so you don't have this image like us. Growing up as a child, I, we had to take care of sheep all the time. 
answer to boys. And it was always our role to break a ship's leg if it went astray. It's because in the morning you open up the door, the ship will have to follow you as a shepherd. They all move in a straight line. But if one of them went off the line, it means all of them are going to go away, go the wrong way. So you had to break the leg. Then you said leaping and leaping, you had to lift it, put it on your shoulder, and walk again. Then you had to stay in a straight line. But every time you reached where you were going, you had to take care of the, the wound. You have to massage the wound in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening. And once it was healed, you bring it back into the fold. And guess what? No other sheep went astray because they saw what happened. But Jesus is telling us as a good shepherd, the story of a shepherd who lives in 99 and goes for the one lost sheep. In the world of business, that's bad business. Leaving 99 behind and go for the lost one, that's a bad business. But Jesus is showing us something important, that each and every one of us is so precious in the eyes of God. No matter how messed up our life may be, we are so precious and God goes all the way to bring us back. That's why in the end we see there is a lot of rejoicing and celebration in heaven because one of God's child has returned. So today we ask ourselves, where in my life do I find myself in all the figures we have in scripture today? It's very easy for us to say, well, I am the prodigal son, I'm coming back home. Very good. Sometimes if we forget that we may be the elder brothers, accusing, why are you doing that for him? Why are you welcoming him back like that? But in the end, we realize God is telling us that above all, love must come first before anything else. So who in your life has hurt you? And how are you going to forgive this person? It may be tough to forgive, yes, that's true. But when you look how many times we ourselves have offended others, have hurt others, and God has kept on saying, I forgive you, I forgive you again. We look and ask ourselves, where do I find forgiveness in my heart? Maybe I'm not a very forgiving person, that's, it may be true, but God is telling us, work on it, because it's not just something given, we have to work on that. So as we see in the readings today, the images of the lost, found, and celebration, God's reminding us that in our life, people are going to offend us, people are going to hurt us. But as God's children, it's our also role to be open to forgiveness, receiving it, and giving it. Our loving God does that all the time. He forgives us. He's expecting us to forgive others and also ourselves to receive the forgiveness. Because God knows how many people you've offended in your life, I've offended in my life. But it never counts us down on that. There's always a moment of raising up and say, enough is enough, I'm going back to God. And guess what? Every time we do that, God is there to embrace us. The prodigal son, when he comes home, he receives three things. The robe, the ring, and the shoes. The robe is a sign of honor. 
When he says, give him the robe right now, give him back his, his or her honor. That's what God says to us when we, when we repent. Secondly, the ring. A ring is a sign of authority. And third, the shoes. In the ancient times, a slave never put on shoes. It was only a family member who had put on shoes. So when Jesus says, give him the shoes, he says, restore his dignity and position in our family. That's what he does. So what do we do in our lives? Maybe even us, in one way or another, we've gone astray. We've clocked the wrong knot. We've failed. This Sunday, God is telling us, get up, take this journey, and come back to me. And I will restore you into your rightful position among my children. The Lord be with you.